this is a special Sunday. I've been looking forward to this all week. We've got a, a baptism, actually three young people coming this morning to be baptized. And it's good to see that we've got some family and friends who are here to celebrate that as well as the congregation. Uh, we also have two new members that we're going to welcome at the end of the service and a missionary interview, which we're very much anticipating as well. I would encourage you to turn this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If you need a Bible, just wave your hands. I want to just spend a few minutes in this verse, one verse, considering all of what it means, especially for those who are coming into the waters of baptism here this morning. I titled my message, Created in Christ Jesus. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Lord, as we enter in to just spend some time here considering this incredible reality, the words of this verse, we pray that you would stir in our hearts and help us to see these words mingle then together with the visible word of these who are coming to the waters of baptism to proclaim the the fact that you have made them new through Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord, and we worship as we look into these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we have an amazing statement. It's part of the flow of this movement through uh, this letter that he wrote, Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He says this, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And so you'll see on your sermon notes, we're just going to move through four uh, of these main points that come out of this verse. I want to draw your attention first to this concept of being in Christ. What does that mean? To be united with Christ. In fact, for the believer, this reality is the most significant piece, isn't it? It is the gospel. It is the union with Christ that is everything for us. It's the content of our faith, the bedrock of our hope. We are united with Christ in these ways. Through faith, I am united with Christ in, first, his perfect obedience. He obeyed in all the ways I have not. He is sinless, the lamb who had no blemish. That qualified him then to be my sacrifice because I couldn't do that. I am a spotted lamb. I am a a lamb with sin and stain. And I could never bring myself before the Lord in purity. And so I am united with with Christ in his obedience on my behalf and also in his atoning sacrifice. This is so much the object of our faith as we come to Christ. We know the reality of our sin and the implications of that, right? We are under the wrath of God. We face judgment rightly for our offenses against him. And we come to the cross with this faith that says, Lord, I trust that Jesus took all of my wrath upon himself and he paid it in full in his death by his blood. And so when we come then to the waters of baptism, we come united in his life and united in his death and his burial. He he died the death that I deserve to die, and he paid for my sins in his death on the cross and was buried. And we are united with him in his death and then in his victorious resurrection. So as these 
young people come up out of the water. They are saying, by faith, I am united with Jesus in his victory over death on my behalf. And I too will share, as Paul says, in a resurrection like his. He was the first fruits. And I am by faith trusting myself into the arms of my Redeemer, my Savior, such that when I die, that is a temporary place for my body to rest. My soul is immediately with him. And then when he returns, my body will be raised imperishable, eternal, incredible. We are united with Christ. Our union is with Christ through faith, as we studied uh, in Sunday school this morning. If anyone, I was struck by this, just sitting in this verse over and over. Anyone, man or woman, old or young, Jew or Gentile, slave or free, anyone. We listened to the biography, uh, dramatized biography of John Newton on the way home from Le Grand yesterday. And wow, that man was a horrible sinner who ran a slave ship for years with a hardened heart to the Lord. And, and God reached down and just changed him. So when you sing Amazing Grace, the words of John Newton, how sweet the sound, he says, that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. That is the gospel. That is God's doing. And it can meet anyone. That includes you today. Regardless of your past, regardless of the issues, regardless of your family heritage, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Wow. What an interesting word to use. A new creation. A creation. Not just kind of tweaked or, or patched up. I'm talking literally new creation. This word calls us back to uh, Genesis 1 and 2, doesn't it? The God who created out of nothing. The God who speaks a word and that which was not is now existing. Look at how Paul does this in 2 Corinthians 4, just a chapter earlier. He says this, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness. What is that? What is that? That's, that's Genesis 1 and 2, right? That's, that's let there be light. That's what he's calling us to. The same God who said, let there be light, has shown in our hearts to give us, now listen how he describes it, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That is a, a creation work that describes what happened to you, believer, the moment that you saw your Savior Jesus and you fell on your knees humbly before him, acknowledging your sin, saying, save me, save me. I need to be saved and I see your love. I see your sacrifice for me, not just for others, but for me. You died for me to pay for my sins, to give me life. That is creation happening. It's the same thing that took place on a physical level when Lazarus was dead in the tomb. 
For days he was dead. He wasn't trying to crawl out. He wasn't scratching at the stone. He was dead, and they said, he stinketh. That's how dead he was. And Jesus came to the tomb, and what did he do? He simply spoke. Lazarus, come forth. And the dead man obeyed. Supernatural. He's a new creation. That's what happened when you were saved. It was the work of God to take a dead soul and make it live. Incredible. A new creation. The old has passed. Oh, praise the Lord for this. Oh, the memory of the old. Some of you tell stories of how things used to be. Some of you actually still feel kind of the the earth shake from time to time. Some of you even battle this this temptation to feel condemned by your past. But that is not anymore what is. You're a new creation. The old has passed. It's gone. That was before Christ. Been forgiven. The old has passed. I am no longer who I was. Do you believe that, Christian? By faith, do you see that reality? All of the sins that I have committed, all of the horrible decisions, the offenses, the selfishness, the the pride, the my will be done rather than your will be done, all of that dealt with and buried with Christ in the tomb. Hmm. Behold, it's one of my favorite words in the Bible. Behold! New has come. Why the behold? I think this. Because it's supernatural. It's not just expected. It comes out of the blue. John Newton actually had this this experience where he was saying to himself, I don't really understand that I'm actually doing this. But I'm praying. I'm acknowledging that God not only exists, but that, that I need him. That was not John Newton. That anybody knew. Behold, John Newton, knew his come. Knew his come. It is of God. All of this is of God. It's his work, his hand, his word, his son. And it is to his glory. So, friends, when you see these three young people come and enter into the waters of baptism, You are witnessing the fruit of obedience, of hearts that have been remade, created new in Christ, softened to obey. This is one of the first steps of obedience of the Christian life. Believe and be baptized. And and they're saying, I want to do that. I want to obey my Savior, my Lord, my Jesus. I want the world to know. So response for us this morning, there's so many ways that this meets us. But three things stuck out to me. Number one, in Christ, when I'm united with Christ, I have a new identity. I'm not defined by my past. I'm not defined by all of my failures and my offenses and my sins. I'm defined by Jesus Christ. I am His. I'm a son of the King. I'm adopted. I'm forgiven. 
oh, the book of Ephesians just blows the doors off of this concept of who am I in Christ? I'm a new creation. Secondly, I have a new destiny. I have a new destiny. I was bound for hell, and I was running there with all my might. And But for God's grace, I would have gotten there. That's what sinners do. That's the aim. That's the direction. That's the inclination of a hardened heart. But God, in His grace, reached down and grabbed me out of the pit and set my feet upon the rock. He turned from hell to heaven. And it's certain. It's so certain that he says it's eternal life. It's not going to be pulled out from under me. It's a promise. And then number three, Christian, you have a new purpose. The next verse in this is uh, Paul describing that this is from God. And then he says this reconciliation that God has accomplished by bringing us through Jesus Christ, back to God the Father to have a relationship with God directly. He said, that becomes our mission. We become those who have the ministry of reconciliation. That means we are witnesses of his power, his ability to change us, and we then go on mission to tell others, you too can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. You can be saved. You can be reconciled to God. Your sin does not have to be the primary in your life any longer. The reality, the defining issue can be Jesus. And so I close with this. Are you trusting in Jesus? Are you trusting today in Jesus? Is, is he your savior? Not just a savior, or what other people are trusting. Did he die, not just for other people, did he die for you, for your actual specific sins? Have you received his love? Do you see him for who he is? The witness of the water this morning is the proclamation of these three young people saying, yes, yes, he is that. And I want the world to know. And so praise the Lord for the water of baptism. If you're, if you're new here or visiting with us today, we want to be clear about these things. There's nothing that saves in these, uh, this water. There's nothing uh, supernatural about it. It is simply tap water. And it's warm, thankfully. And, and here's, the, here's the visible word of baptism. Of course, this is commanded by the Lord himself. He said, go, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism, baptizo is the word. It means to immerse or to fully put under the water. And so we go all the way under. Why is that so important? It means we're all in. We're not just going part of the way in. I'm completely with Christ. Nothing held back. And I am identifying with Jesus in his death and his burial. And so we go down under the water with Christ. This is the visible proclamation of the gospel. And I'm raised with him to new life through Jesus Christ. So we're going to begin this morning with Jonah. Jonah, you, you in there, buddy? 
Okay, and Tom, if you would come join us. How you doing, man? You ready for this? Yeah. Okay, come on up. It's nice and warm. Jonah has a really incredible story. Uh, Tom Anderson here is Jonah's grandpa. You call him Papa? Yeah. Okay, that's great. And we've got all the family down here. What an awesome thing. Jonah, I've got, uh, I've got your testimony here. Why don't you turn this way and, and read this for the people there. You want to hold it? When I was two years old, I started a homeschool program with my teacher and another friend. My mom and my teacher taught us a lot about God and the Bible. That is how I started getting interested in who God was. When I was four years old, I started going to Vacation Bible School at Good Shepherd. Each year I came back to Vacation Bible School and learned more about God and Jesus. In VBS, when I was six years old, I decided to become a Christian. I prayed with Mrs. Pickens and asked God to forgive me of all my sins and told him that I wanted to follow him. I told him I was a sinner and I need, in need of forgiveness and that the only way to be with him was to repent of my sins and believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. I realized the only way to get to heaven is through the cross, so I trusted Jesus to be my savior. I have given him my heart and am growing in my faith by praying, reading the Bible, going to church, and sharing the gospel with those around me. My favorite verse is Psalm 18:2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Today is my birthday. I am 10 years old, and today I'm going to celebrate my new birth in Christ in Christ by being baptized. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That is an awesome testimony of God's work in this young man. Jonah, I'm really proud of God's work in your heart. And I love to see how he's growing you and how you're walking with him and obeying him today, even by coming to be baptized. Uh, Tom, would you like to share a few words for I Jonah? Would. Pastor asked me to share a few words about Jonah. Uh, when I think of Jonah, I think of the word joy. The joy that he's brought to us has just been phenomenal. And joy comes from the Lord. Joy is a, a uh, fruit of the Spirit that comes from the Lord. And I'm not talking about just happiness. I'm talking about joy. So Jonah, you bring a lot of joy to us every day. And when Paul wrote to Timothy, he was writing to a young man, not as young as you are, but he was writing to a young man, and he was giving him encouragement. So I'm going to give you two scriptures of encouragement from Timothy. First, First Timothy 4.12, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. And then 1 Timothy 6.12, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called. And you are making the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you to keep the commandment without 
uh, stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep the faith, Jonah. Keep the faith. Amen. I also want to say a word of gratitude uh, to you and Carolyn for your love for your grandson and uh, your influence in his life and pointing him to Christ again and again. Uh, it has been a joy to see how God has brought you and, and Christy and Jonah, the whole, the whole crew, uh, to the church, and then walking and growing with him. Well, Jonah, have you trusted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and is he your hope alone in this life and the next? Yes. Okay. Based upon your profession of faith, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in his death and raised to new life in him. Good job. All right. Good job. That's great. I was baptized when I was eight years old, and I remember this. This is a, this is a big day. It's also a little bit nerve-wracking to stand in front of all of you people. But uh, you know what? I'm proud of these young people for having the courage to do this. That's part of taking a stand for the Lord. And, uh, and Austin, you have been growing in the Lord, and I uh, want to let you read some of your testimony here. I'll hold the mic for you, man. This is Austin. This is uh, Woody. And uh, we're so grateful for the Mayor family being here. Austin, go ahead, brother. I was born a sinner into a family of Christ that was saved. I was always involved in Christian activities such as church, Awana, and church activities such as youth group for as long as I can remember. When I was six, I was running on a beach when I fell and hit a rock with my head. I was rushed to the ER where I was treated. I survived, but I could tell by, by it was God's mercy. I could have died not getting medical attention, and I know it was God who saved me, and later in life came a spiritual struggle. Everyone has their imperfections. I've talked to my parents, disobeyed them and such, but there is one person who didn't do any sin, Jesus. With sin, you can't be let into the gates of heaven unless you are forgiven. And I've always been taught this, but last year I felt like I was second-guessing Christ. Science taught me that there was no Christ, really, and that it was evolution you were created from, and it swayed me. As I thought about Christ more and more, I caught myself looking away from him, and that's when I asked for forgiveness. I was saved um, before for as long as I can remember, but it wasn't until then I fully understood sin, my sin. Jesus is the only way, and I've come here today to proclaim my faith to Christ, to the world, by getting baptized. Proverbs 3, 6, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Amen, brother. Amen. Just a special thing about how God works. Sometimes he tests our faith by putting us in the fire. And sometimes those, uh, those teachers in the public school dynamics, I remember in my own life that being a battle. And I'm proud of God's work in your life for uh, drawing your attention back to Christ and causing your feet to be planted on the rock. So, Woody, did you want to share any words, brother? Um, with anticipation of the 
days really re- caused me to reflect on things um, as a father and as a parent <coughs> that my kids have done to make me proud. And there's a lot of things that, uh, that, that our kids do to make us proud. But for me, I think the most meaningful and the, the proudest moments are in my life um, or, or, or when I see or when I hear report back from them um, of the times that they've shared their faith publicly, uh, especially in public schools where it seems like it's getting less and less popular. And, um, you know, I see that happening on a regular basis with my, my kids really standing up and, and proclaiming their faith and telling other people about um, Jesus. And it's just amazing to me. It makes, makes me so proud as a parent and, and brings me so much joy. And um, I'm really proud of you guys. God is good. Austin, have a seat, brother. just want to ask a question. Austin, have you trusted Jesus to be your personal Lord, Savior? Is he your hope alone in this life and the next? Okay. Based upon your profession of faith, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ in his death, raised to new life in him. All right, man. I'm going to give your dad a hug. Get him wet. Give him a big old hug. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Good work. (laughs) Okay, Haley. Come on in. The water's still warm. This is Haley, and she wanted to share of how the Lord has uh, been at work in her life as well. So go ahead, and I'll hold the mic for you. To to be baptized is a symbol of Christianity, but being saved is different, because being saved is trusting God to be your Lord and Savior. I have always felt close to God and known that I could look to him for anything. However, that night I truly was saved was when I felt I I was in God's arms. It was November 8th. It was actually Ezra's birthday. I had come home from a long and tiring day at school and felt angry for reasons I do not I do not know why. My mom told me to help clean because we were having a family get together. At one point I lost it and ended up on the bathroom floor crying. Later that night I was out it was bedtime and I was all and we always pray. Praying my mom asked me if I'd accepted God to be my Lord and Savior. I had said yes, but I feel like I haven't been fully committed and I want to. My mom prayed with me and asked God to fill me with his Holy Spirit, to forgive me for my sins and walk with him forever. At that point, I felt like the Lord was in my heart. My mind felt empty and my heart felt full. And as my mom talked, I could feel the Holy Spirit talking through her. I then told my mom I wanted to get baptized. Which is my favorite verse. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believed in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I chose this verse because I know Jesus Christ. I know through Jesus Christ I will have eternal life. Awesome. Excellent work. Thank you for sharing. So that was November this month, right? Just this month. The Lord, again, supernatural salvation accomplished in in our view right here praise god for that woody did you want to say anything else you step out in faith and uh i know you're ready 
Well, I know you're ready because the fruits that are being produced in your life. So I'm just really proud, honey. Praise God for that. Okay, Haley, you can have a seat. Haley, have you trusted Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior? And he, is he your hope alone in this life and the next? Okay. Based upon your profession of faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Christ in his death, raised to new life in him. All right. Give him a hug. Yeah, give him a hug. job. Oh, the Lord is good. I tell you, we have been very blessed here to have a number of baptisms and uh, very grateful for God's work in our midst. 